Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, yo, Klaus, we got the Grand Prix coming up in Canada. Uh, drop one of them sick beats for me. I'm feeling a rap coming on. Yeah. Ooh, Canadian Grand Prix rap. Coming straight in your ears. Let's kick it. Yeah. What? <laughs> Klaus, you ready? Let's go. Yo, yo, huh. You heard it, I'm at the circuit and like Missy Elliott, you know I gotta work it, search it, you know it to be true, I pursue F1 greatness and you're asking who, it's the man called E, there ain't no stopping us, girls on top of us, always want to thrust, it's the cold apotamus, that's the name you say, my cars are slow, I say line up, lights out and away we go, so don't play me whole like Kelly PK, I'll be sleazy and you know damn well that pimpin' ain't easy, you see me with the flow, always wanna go, and you're about as interesting as the streets of Monaco, and I know I'm passing you, and I'm the best, I don't even need the motherfucking DRS, I'm iced up like Lulu, you know I stay frosty, time to hand the mic over to the man they call Crofty, what, yo, Crofty, are you ready? Because I'm ready to bring the heat, baby. I'm ready to bring the noise. This is going to be one of the better shows that I've ever done. Woo. So, Crofty, you better be ready. You better be fired up. You better be... I can't even control myself. I can't even do it. Crofty, take it away. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be shy. Don't you dare run away. Don't hide. Because it is your main squeeze, Cody, a.k.a. the Cordobotomus. And you already know what's the what. You know what's what. I don't need to tell you that I have the pimp international racing circuit here behind me. 
that it cost me $82 billion, seats 43,067,000 miles long. You don't need to tell me that. I don't need to mention that I hold the track record here. And that was in a fucking Honda Civic. That's how damn good I am. I'm so damn quick. And I don't need to point out that the track is pristine as we have the 109-year-old cleaning lady Doris on all fours where she feels most comfortable, scrubbing down the surface, making it look very, very nice. She's also keeping an eye out for my Fermi as well because when I took the chopper over here from the Palais in the south of France, I believe I may have lost it. So if you happen to find my Fermi, just park it on up in there as it is the parking at my Fermi show. The number one company F1 podcast in the entire world, according to my mum. And we've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Latifi replacement talks, and more. Amazon 157 sneaking up on you like it was Bill Cosby with a couple of cocktails made especially for you to suckle on a little bit later on. But don't be scared or frightened if you've missed out on the previous 156. They're on parkingandmyfermate.com, the best website to visit that doesn't contain the naked boobies yet. Also, right now, don't hesitate. Don't you dare hesitate. Don't question me. Just look down at that podcast listing device of yours. That's it. The one that you chose. Yes. And give that subscribe and follow button a light, gentle spanking. Like it was a long lost lover. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't a damn thing wrong with rolling around in the slot with the gordopotamus three times a week looking for a little bit of slap and tickle. No, 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 no. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Let's touch on porpoising and whether or not the FIA should get involved. Let's look at whether or not it's Latifi's last race in Formula One this weekend. And, of course, the driver's power rankings. What a banger we have for you today. So change out of those disgusting, cheap, ugly clothes. You look hideous. You look, I can't even look at you. I'm about to vomit on top of Klaus right now because you look hideous and disgusting. No, 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 where are you going? Don't leave. Don't leave. We're just having an honest chat. What do you want to say to me? That I'm handsome? That I'm sexy? Chiseled? Look like one of the Greek gods themselves? Yes? You want to say that? Yes? Well, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, I'm not letting you get closer to me. You think I'd endanger myself? You look like scum. Jesus. No, no, no. You're okay. You're okay. How about you change into something a little more comfortable? How about one of those pimp embroidered silk robes? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's Baku, and it's back to the top step of the podium for Max Verstappen, who wins the Azerbaijan Grand Prix on once again another perfect day and a very happy Sunday for Red Bull. Really well driven, Max. Make sure you like the socials at Park It in My Ferme on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like those socials. Don't be afraid. Slide into those DMs like you're sliding for home base and I'll catch you. I'll call you safe, baby. You ain't out. No, no, no. You're safe. I'm pretty sure that's baseball, right? Did I nail that one? Yeah, you nailed it, Cordy. Home run, home run. <laughs> well done, class. Well done. 
On the weekend, though, we saw some issues over at Mercedes. Despite the amazing results, George Russell was able to continue his streak of top five finishes with a podium, and Hamilton was just behind him, finishing P4 in Baku at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. And I can, I can hear, I can hear what you're saying. A third and a fourth in that fucking car. What's your problem, mate? Hey? Eh? And to you, I say, shut the fuck up and just listen. I'm getting there. I'm getting it. Don't be so impatient. Hamilton is having some back issues. Personally, I would have thought it would have been George Russell based on him single-handedly carrying that team to any sort of relevance and success this season. But with the porpoising issues still not contained at Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton got out of that Formula 1 car at the end of the race and looked like a tired, old, broken man. Needs a walking frame just to get around. Poor guy, the seven-time world champion, the man that won over a hundred races, and the only F1 driver to get down and dirty with a little slap and tickle with a pussycat doll. Oh, he was barely able to move. Everyone is up in arms. Oh, this isn't right, man. It's unsafe. Hey, FIA, do something, man. Right now, I'm telling you this. If the FIA step in and do something about the porpoising issue and Lewis Hamilton's car, as well as the others. Formula One has lost the fucking plot. It's become an absolute joke and there will be more validity to WWE results than there is in Formula One. People were up in arms last year. People didn't want Michael Massey. They thought, oh, he manipulated, man. I feel so manipulated. Yeah? Do you want to do that again? Do we want to go through that roller coaster again? Just because you don't like what's happening out there? People want the FIA to step in and change the regulations to increase the ride height to limit the porpoising, but why? Hamilton's in a lot of pain. A lot of drivers are struggling with it. But you know what? Some fucking teams don't have a porpoising issue at all. And because they know what they're doing, they've hired the right people, they've designed great cars. They're going to be punished if the FIA step in. It'll be Daddy FIA stepping in to help their golden child Mercedes catch up to the other cars. Is that what's happening? And I know a lot of you don't like it. I actually like Mercedes. I think Lewis Hamilton is the greatest of all time and I'm blessed to be able to watch him race. But don't change the rules just because one team are struggling with them. Why punish Red Bull and Ferrari because Mercedes engineers aren't as good? Does Usain Bolt start 30 metres behind everyone else to make it fair? No. Don't be a bunch of fucking dicks. Anyone here remember how old Lewis Hamilton is? He's 37. And although drivers are getting older and older, 37 is quite old in Formula 1 these days. And yes, I know that he takes incredible care of his body. Probably more so than most, but Father Time is undefeated, my friend. No one lives forever, but the fact that George Russell, who is only 24, isn't complaining as much or struggling as much as Lewis tells you that maybe it's impacting Lewis's body more because he's 13 years older. I'm 35 years old, and sometimes my knee just hurts for no fucking reason. That wasn't happening when I was in my 20s. People get older, and Hamilton is feeling the porpoising more than others. The coronavirus is the same. When... Hamilton got COVID. It knocked him out. It wiped him out. It affects people differently. Toto Wolf is also a fucking problem with this mess. He is making excuses and excuses time and time again, telling Hamilton after each and every race, 
Yeah, sorry for the shitbox you had to drive today. What, you don't believe me? Klaus, roll it. Luis, we all know that this is a bit of a to drive at the moment. Um, and sorry for the back also. Um, we just, we will sort ourselves out well driven. Yeah. Uh, well done, guys. Great job with the strategy. Thank you for continuing to push. Let's definitely um, make some changes, okay? Thanks. Yeah, copy loose. Can't come soon enough. Let's keep pushing. And how does that make the engineers feel? The same engineers that designed Russell's car, a car that has finished in the top five every race this season, the only driver to do so this year. They're feeling like shit because the team principal is patting Princess Lulu on the head and saying, oh, I'm sorry, Luis, come suckle at Daddy Toto's teats. Toto, please stop making excuses. Finally, I know what you're all going to say, and that is that if the FIA had a hand in making Max a champion last season, why not let them interfere again and help Lewis out and Mercedes? Because where does it fucking end? They are already fucking corrupt as hell. They're the most corrupt thing in the world besides probably FIFA, and they're not that far behind. Are they going to start giving the worst teams more money to help them out? Get Max and Charles to start a lap down and have them catch up? It's fucking stupid. Red Bull and Ferrari, as well as a few other teams, have sorted porpoising or at least being able to cope with it. Get to the point where they can manage it and still perform. Mercedes hasn't. So don't punish good engineering and reward shitty work because you think the sport needs them to compete in order to compete with the last year's races. A new car's been brought in and the results aren't what they were last year. They don't have that excitement or entertainment, but we're only eight races in. Give teams some time to figure out some shit. Don't come in swinging your dicks about trying to change it all because you aren't happy with the outcome. You've made your bed, you must lie in it. Mercedes will work it out. They're big boys, but no more excuses. Lewis is starting to get old. Russell is better. Mercedes haven't cracked the code and Red Bull has. Don't you fucking dare do a thing, FIA. You and your shitty, homophobic, sexist president can fuck right off. What do you guys think? Let me know on the socials at Parking My Fermi on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Ooh, I am a stat man. And we got some doozies for you today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to give you three stats because I think they're pretty impressive. Stat number one. There are only three cars that have taken pole position in Canada since 2007. Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg, and Sebastian Vettel. Oh, they've had many other winners. Jensen Button, Daniel Ricciardo, Robert Kubica. They've all won there. But only three drivers have taken pole there since 2007. And it looks like someone else will finally break that streak this weekend, unless 
Nico Rosberg cashes in that Money in the Bank briefcase that we know he is. Ooh, ooh. Stat number two for you, DNF percentage this season is the second highest it has been within the past decade at 18.8%. The last time it was around 18% was in 2014, the start of the turbo hybrid era. As teams were finding the limits of the cars, we will see more and more DNS throughout this season, but they're going to get on top of it, baby. Oh, you wait until next year or the year after. It's going to be efficient as shit. And finally, we've got a cheeky little... Caldi's Top 5. Oh, this is Caldi's Top 5 youngest drivers to reach 25 wins because we had someone join that list on the weekend. But coming in at number 5, we're going to give it to Lewis Hamilton. He was 29 years of age, 103 days, with his 25th win in China, 2014. Number four is Fernando Alonso, 29 years, 59 days when he got his 25th win in Singapore, 2010. Number three is Michael Schumacher. He was 28 years of age, 177 days when he got his in France in 1997. Number two on the list is Sebastian Vettel, 25 years, 103 days with his Korean victory in 2012. And finally... Number one in Cody's top five. Youngest drivers to reach 25 wins is Max Verstappen, who did it on the weekend. Only driver under 25 to do it. He was 24 years of age, 255 days with his win at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Woo! And how's that? Four. Your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, bada bada boo. He's a stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Bada bada bee, bada bada Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now we need to talk about something. A man by the name of Nicholas Latifi. What a fucking shit show he has been. He must be the absolute biggest fan of Nikita. Uh, give them titties a squeeze, Mazepin, because when Mazepin was around, it made Latifi look like the go-tifi that we know and love. Well, at least no one was looking at Nicholas Latifi the way they're looking at they were looking at Mazepin. Because he was too busy either binning it or deciding who's going to win the race or the world championship. The 26-year-old has had 47 starts in Formula 1 and only scored points in two of those races. A ninth place and a 7th place. One in Hungary when the shit hit the fan and Lewis was the only person starting on the grid. And another time in Belgium at Spa when it was rained out and he only needed to qualify. But let's look at his current form at the moment. He's finished 16th in Bahrain, retired in Jeddah, a race where he caused Perez to lose, 16th in Australia and Imola, 14th in Miami, 16th in Spain, and 15th in Monaco and Baku. Nothing too exciting there. But why was it he was given a seat in the first place? Well, it's quite simple. He has the cash well, his daddy certainly does. Oh, yeah, they've got some money. Here comes the money. Uh-oh, here it comes. Money talks. 
Here comes the money, 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 Exactly right, and it was at a time that Williams needed some money. A lot of fucking money. The question remains, why hasn't this been addressed sooner? Now that Williams are in a position where they no longer need a paid driver, why is it that they've persisted with Nicholas Latifi for so long? Is it because they always needed money and they were lying to us? It can't be because there isn't an abundance of other drivers available out there. There are dozens and dozens of drivers chomping at the bit to get back or in to F1 for the first time. A lot of those drivers that are far more talented than Nicholas Latifi, yes. The Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. That's exactly what you can do. Why don't you want to play that soundbite for the other times, Klaus? You know, the pimp choir is sitting in the background ready to go. Come on, man. Sort it out. This weekend, though, Formula One is travelling to Canada for the Canadian Grand Prix. Latifi's home race. We haven't been there for a few seasons. I'm super excited. It was due to the damn Rona keeping everyone away. But there is now a lot of reports and speculation that this will, in fact, be Latifi's last race in Formula One, giving him a proper hometown send-off. But with Latifi gone, we need to ask the questions. Who will replace him? And at this stage, it looks like it will be the obvious choice. That is Oscar Piastri. The F3 and F2 champion contracted to Alpine will be able to be loaned out to Williams for the remainder of the season. And if that happens... We're going to get a fantastic insight to Piastri's talent levels because we're going to be able to immediately compare him to Alexander Albon in that same Williams and see just how he goes against Mick Schumacher, who I believe is now the next driver on that grid that is in the hot seat. Mick really needs to turn around. He can't keep crashing or bidding these cars because that's going to cost Haas a lot of money. And when you ain't scored a single point in your whole career, I love you, kid, but you need to really fucking learn how to drive. Yeah, But we need to ask ourselves a question. Is it justified that Latifi gets canned? And the answer is quite simple. Yes. Yes, it is. That's it. Because sponsors pay a lot of money to be on the side of these cars, even the shittiest ones. And when you're bidding it and destroying those stickers, sponsors aren't happy. He's had more than enough time to really show us what he's able to do. But he spent nearly most of that time in the past two seasons facing the wrong way. And that ain't right. He's retired only eight times, but it feels like a lot more. But if you look back at the way he retires, it becomes more and more embarrassing. He isn't in wheel-to-wheel battles with anyone. He's usually dead last and just crashes into a wall because he doesn't know how to handle the car. And his immediate response when he does that? I don't don't know what happened. I'm sorry about what I did. I don't know what happened. He spent more time turning around than a runway model. More time turning around than one of those robot vacuum cleaners. He spends so much fucking time. So much time. So much time just seeing to turn around. And Latifi, your time is up. You need to start turning around and leaving the pit lane. T.
turn around See every now and then I look at my TV screens And find you facing the wrong way Turn around Every now and then Crofty is saying How the hell do you make your car point in that direction Turn around See every now and then I wish you were broke So we could give your seat to somebody else Turn around And every now and then I wish you'd smother me in the tiller And lick it off Hashtag no homo Turn around but I Every now and then you blame the car Turn around but I Every fucking time you try and blame the car Turn around See every now and then you get beaten by your teammate like Chris Brown beats Rihanna Turn around And every now and then I wish to go on holidays and retire in Vegas or Havana Turn around See every now and then you come in dead last place you are the new Nikita Turn around And every now and then I think that if a quadriplegic Ray Charles was driving he'd beat you Turn around Oh, every now and then you fucking Turn crash Thank your lucky stars your dad has cash Latifi, you just fucking suck Go eat some poutine or whatever You have a heart misses to go fuck Just give up on racing forever And we'll only be making it right Cause we'll never be wrong Together we can make Williams good once again And I'll race and maybe make it to the end end. They don't know what to do, their car keep coming last I think once you piss off they'll finally be fast I really need you to fuck off Latifi fuck off right now Latifi fuck off right now Once upon a time they needed your cash But now all you do is come last They just want a driver that doesn't always fucking crash Once upon a time, Williams was so good Now they just fucking sucked Nothing I can say, Latifi please go and get fucked That's right, Nicholas Latifi. It's time you go and get fucked. Because we can't have you bringing the Williams name down anymore. Enough is enough. You've hurt this team too much. Your dad's money is no good here. Your missus is very hot, but sometimes that's not enough. Nicholas, please. You couldn't live up to Georgie boy. It's time now. You turn around, you bend over, take your pants down, nice and slow, and just go and get fucked. Turn around the right eyes. Turn around the right eyes. Turn around. Oh, every now and then I just wanted you to be George and bring integrity to William. Turn around. But every now and then you turn into Mazapen and fucking spin again. Turn around. And every now and then I think you should go fuck off and fucking Musso play ice hockey. Turn around. 
And every now and then it'd be good if you could race, win, do well, and then become cocky. Turn around the right eye. Every now and then you fucking crash. Turn around the right eye. Thank you, lucky stars, your dad has got some cash. Latifi, you just fucking suck. Go eat some poutine or whatever. You have a hot missus to go fuck. Just give up on racing forever And we'll only be making it right Cause we'll never be wrong Together we can make Williams good once again And I'll race and maybe make it to the end Till the end They don't know what to do Their cars keep coming last I think once you piss off they'll finally be fast I really need you to fuck off Latifi, fuck off right now. Latifi, fuck off See, right once now. upon a time, they needed your cash. But now, now all you do is come last. They just want a driver that doesn't always fucking crash. Once upon a time, Williams was so good. Now they just fucking sucked Nothing I can say Latifi, please go and get fucked Latifi, just go and get fucked Bend over Take off your pants and go and get fucked Latifi, just take it Lube up with that Nutella Just go and get Fucked, fucked. fucked The TV just go and get fucked Get it in there Stop crashing please Just go and get fucked Yeah, yeah, one take You'd think I'd go back and re-record some of the errors I just made But no, no, no That's all we need to do baby, one take Called Epotamus with uh, Klaus on the piano there. Sounded good. But am I being too harsh? Does Nicholas Latifi deserve a seat or at least a seat to see out the rest of the year? Let me know on the socials at Parker to my firm, eh? on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But Klaus, I mean, my throat's a bit dry from singing, belting out these numbers for entertaining the masses, giving you rap songs at the start, singing you parodies in the middle. I mean... What's going to happen next? Oh, we got the power rankings coming up, so I just need to go lube up the old uh, throat. That sounded weird. That sounded very weird, but keep the people entertained for me. I'll be back in a second. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Oh, baby, baby, what a first half that was. We talked about the FIA and some porpoising, and if they're going to interfere, I guess it's probably. We also gave you three stats of the week, and of course, a bit of chatter about a bit of scuttlebutt around the paddock. Nicholas Latifi getting replaced after the Canadian Grand Prix? I don't know. I don't know, but coming up, we've got the power rankings. Woo! 
20 to 1, where the drivers are sitting right at the moment. Oh my lord, I'm excited. I am very, very excited indeed. Also, you want to make sure you subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device because we're going to be talking all things Canadian Grand Prix in the next episode, getting you fired up for that race. Oh, first time in three years. I'm excited for it. Klaus, I'm clearly waffling. Fade me up, baby. Fade me up. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and oh. Instagram. Oh, that voiceover, man. I get you in just to say a couple of things every episode and huh, you're spitting spitting the truth bomb. You're dropping them bombs. Truth bombs everywhere. Doris is going to have to clean up some of those truth bombs. But yes, you should go and like those socials. Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Just go and like them. I'm posting memes. I want to start posting some some reels, some shorts. Yeah, you're going to get excited. So you want to see what's up? Go like the socials. I think I've got a YouTube too. Go find the YouTube. I've even got a TikTok. Go get the TikTok. Oh, it's happening. Parking in my firm is taking over, baby. It's taking over. But we had a race last weekend, so you know what we need to do. Oh, we need to have a look at those driver power rankings. Oh, shit. Drivers. Ranking. Oh, baby, baby. 20 to 1. Who's going to be number 1? I mean, I know. I wrote the list. I wrote the list. But it's time. Drivers. Ranking. That's exactly right. We go from 20 to 1, ranking the drivers on how they're performing trending at the moment. I'm not going to base it all on one race. No, no, no. I want to see how the driver is going and I'm trying to take the car out of it. Don't want to think about the car. Just focus on the driver because straight away we're going to start with number 20 on the list. Oh, he's very familiar with this position. It's Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. I mean, I'm looking at the notes I've written next to Nicholas Latifi's name here. It just says wowzers. I, I couldn't even think of something to say. Dead last. Every single week. What are you doing? Mate, I, I'm... Thing is, I don't think you're a bad guy. Got a hot missus. You, you looked great in Drive to Survive. I, I think... You'll have fun in a, another category of motorsport. But Formula One, it is not for you. No? Get in the Porsche. Get in the Clio Cups. But Formula One is not for you, my man. Enjoy your last race in Canada this weekend. Oscar Piastri's taking that seat. That's the hot mail coming in. And speaking of hot mails, coming in at number 19 is Mick Schumacher. Whew. Hate having him that low, but he's not improving. The more you think about it, the more you're going to ask yourself, I don't think he's going to be in Formula 1 if his last name wasn't Schumacher. That's all I'm saying. He was second to last again on the weekend, only beating out Latifi. I mean, there's clearly... They can do something with the car. It looked all right at the start of the year, but you can't get points. You're costing the team a lot of money. And other than giving me a fat boner, there's not really too much you're doing, Mick. Not too much at all. Coming in at number 18 is Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Oh, you know he does. You know he relies on that money. Safest seat in Formula One. 
is Valence Stroll over there at Aston Martin. Daddy owns the team, baby. He ain't going anywhere, but still, I got to criticize the performance. He technically finished behind Latifi and Schumacher, uh, but was classified a race finish, but I don't think he finished. I think it was a DNF still. I can't even remember. Uh, it, it was sort of nothing. They had a miserable outing there in Baku. You crashed twice in Q1. Twice. You crashed into a wall. It was like, all right, I'll keep going. And then you crash into a wall the very next lap. You're giving your team nightmares, mate. You're just lucky dad's checks don't bounce because otherwise you're out of a job. Need to turn around and I've got a feeling with the races coming up, it ain't happening. I mean, you've got to rely on that old man's money. Coming in at number 17, though, is Yuki Sonoda. Little Japanese dumpling right there. Now, look, I've got him this low because I really like what he's done this year. In fact, I've had him up higher than Gasly for a lot of this season. Probably around that 11-12 mark on the power rankings, but right now he's down at 17. And despite having a huge improvement from last year as a rookie driver coming in, his sophomore year looking very good, getting comfortable, taking it a bit more seriously, which you wouldn't have thought need to be said to a Formula 1 driver, but he is. But when your teammate finishes P5, you can't be P13. Yes, I understand you had some DRS issues, but prior to that, when you weren't having DRS issues, you were still struggling. You're at the back of the pack. You little sweary boy, you little sweary boy. I don't think you're going to stay down low for this long. I think you'll bounce back. And I think, where's the next race? Canada this weekend, of course. Actually, I could see him having some success there. I could see Yuki on that track, in that car, putting together something half decent. I'm going to actually, I'll save it till next week, next episode, in a couple of days' time. But I'm predicting he's getting some points. Coming in at number 16 is Alex and Albon. They raced me too hard. P12, basically a lap down. I mean, I'm not going to say much. It wasn't a track suited for a Williams. However, what I've seen from you this year, I still expected better. If you're not getting a points finish like a P10 or a P9, I mean, then I don't want to hear it, mate. I don't want to hear it, Alex. And when Oscar Piastri comes in, oh, we're going to start asking some questions. Why is, why is this Australian kid in his rookie year in Formula 1 doing better than you, Alex? Yeah. So get ready for that. You need to start performing better. Coming in at number 15 is Zhou Guan Yu. Now, look, this is a bit harsh, I think. I think he should probably actually be higher up on the list. Uh, but I've got him down at 15 at the moment because he did retire. Wasn't his fault. Was the car's fault. But I wasn't happy with qualifying. His qualifying pace wasn't there. I mean, Alfa Romeo's in general were really down on pace this weekend, but Zhou Guan Yu, been so impressed with you. I think you will keep your seat for next year. I think you will. You've done enough already, and I think you will do more. But you were, what, P15 after in Q2? Finished, you know, with a DNF because your car wasn't there, but still, you didn't get your car in a position where you were challenging for points. Coming in at number 14 is Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. K-Mags, a.k.a. the Viking Princess. Oh, he's a handsome man. But he's got back-to-back -back DNFs. What's going on? What's going on? Not crashes, mechanical issues, but still, I mean, the results aren't there. It's looking bad on you. When at the end of the year, when we look at your results, we're going to see two DNFs back-to-back, -back, Monaco, Baku. All right? And they're not your faults, but that's what we're going to see.
Again, horrible qualifying. Horrible qualifying again. It wasn't a good weekend to be a Haas driver. Canada is probably going to be a bit the same. However, I do reckon Austria. I reckon Austria, when we come up, pencil that one in. I think that's when the Haases are really going to start scoring. I think Mick's going to score a point there too. Moving on, number 13 is Big Dick Danny Rick. <laughs> Give your girl a bone. I'm not ready to forgive you yet. I'm not ready to forgive you. You you had one half-decent race. You scored a point. You finished ahead of your teammate, you know, when you probably shouldn't have. I'm not ready to, to say everything's all good. That's why you're down here in P13. Yes, we can argue you were slowed down because of that massive sledgehammer between your thighs. And those big wrecking ball testicles sitting there. You can't keep up. No one can blame me. I'm surprised the car was moving at all. But still, P8, just, and your team had to give that to you. Because Norris had some pace. But hey, we got the car over the line. You got to finish. You got some points. End of the season. We're going to look back at that. We're We're going to feel okay. Because this is the turning point. This is that bit of confidence you got given. Oh, this is that turning point, and I'm excited. BDDR, I am excited. Coming in at number 12, though, is Esteban Ocon. Now, look, I love what he's been doing this year, and I've been wrong about Esteban. I, I was not a fan, and he's really converted me. You're preaching to the converted, my friend. Esteban Ocon can drive, but he still finished this race. A lap down. It wasn't great. And I've got him down at number 12 because of the pace that that car had. Him and Alonso in those Alpines, they were so quick. But for you to be almost a lap down, if not a lap down, I can't actually remember where it was. That's why you're this low on the power rankings. Not good enough. And I've got a feeling though. Oh, I've got a feeling Alpine are going to dominate in Canada too. I'm just, I don't know, just getting these vibes. Just getting a couple of whispers in the ear from the Guardian Angels of the show. I don't I just, know, it's the vibe. Coming in at number 11 is Valtteri Bottas. Look, he had some goodwill with me. Keeping him up there despite not getting a points finish. In fact, all six Ferrari-powered cars failed to score in Baku. You think about that. Very disappointed, but Valtteri Bottas, I'm getting used to see you P6, P7. What are you doing? Outside of the points? Couldn't get into Q3? You struggled. You almost didn't make it through to Q2. In fact, Crofty didn't think you did for some time there. We got to actually look at the times, at the timing board. But anyway, mate, get it together. I, I, the reason I've got you this high still is I think you've had a great season so far. I'm not going to write you off just yet. I reckon Canada, you're going to bounce back and you're going to look really good in Canada. But they were the first half of the drivers' power rankings. Drivers Ranking That's exactly right First half done and dusted We got the top 10 coming up in just a moment Who's going to make it to number 1? Who? Drivers Ranking Oh baby baby Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
But Klaus, I gotta say something. Your wife, your first cousin, Doris. Oh, 98 years young, looking fresh as a daisy. Doesn't look a day over 63. Looks incredible. You know why? You know why? Yeah, I know why. God, you shut your goddamn mouth, Klaus. That's why. You don't talk when I'm talking. She looks incredible because she went to parkingandbyfurbay.com slash merch and she got herself something good. I'm talking about one of those pimp hoodies right there. One of the retro ones. Oh, that little maroon with the throwback. Oh my God, it looks good. And you know why I've got that up there, Klaus? You know why? This is why. We give the people what they want. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And she's gained a bit of weight. And I didn't want to say anything. She's gained some weight. But it doesn't matter. Because we've got extra small up to 5XL for those bigger, curvier, curvaceous ladies. And she is one class. I'm telling you. Your first cousin slash your wife is a babe. But I give her those extra sizes just because... You got to give the people right. out. We're gonna be what they want. Oh, she was worried about that shipping. Oh, she was very worried. She didn't have to be. No, 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 no. It's free, baby. Free worldwide shipping and 5% off when you use the podcast exclusive 5 code that is in the description below. And that's for you, cherubs and muffins. But if you want a little bit more, Oh, if you're looking at me and saying the 5% off, that's it? With the free shipping and the great colours and the great sizes, that's it? Well, why don't you join up to be part of the Legends in the Legends Club up there? I'm looking up at the Skybox and I'm seeing Austin, Alex, Anthony, Caleb, John and Taylor. The Legends are having a time of their life doing belly shots, getting topless, running around in circles, drinking doubled Midori's on ice and I love every minute of it. Can't wait to join you guys after the show. But you know what they get? They get 25% off because they joined the Legends Club. Link in description for that one. And when you sign up, you get your name read out in every single episode. You're a part of it all. You get the discounts. Yes. You get a slide in the DMs during races. Oh, yeah. You get access to the Cultipotamus. Yes. 25% off. Yes. And you know that any money that I receive through the Legends Club gets filtered back into the show to make it bigger, better, bolder, stronger than ever. You know why I've done that. You got to give the people uh. We give the people what they want. Oh, well, well, well. <coughs> but we've done the first half of the driver's power ranking. Let's dive right back in. That's it. Drivers. Ranking. Woo! Top 10 coming your way. Get excited. Where are they going to sit? I don't know. Oh, I'm doing that. They're in front of me. Drivers. Ranking. Exactly right. 10 to 1. We've gone through the first 10. We've ranked them. Based on their performances over the last couple of races, now we're going into the top 10 now. I take the cars out of the equation. I try to at least. It's very hard sometimes. But we're going top 10 and I'm looking straight away here at number 10, Sebastian Vettel. Look, other than the little bit of a runoff there, and that super sexy J-turn in qualifying. He really turned it around, was able to get a half-decent lapping, qualify inside the top 10, and go on and nearly get another one of those top four, five finishes in Baku. Guy can't race bad in Baku. He's looking really, really good, and he had another great race on the weekend. Too bad about some of the other races this year, but that's why I've stuck him into the, to the top 10 right there. Coming in at number nine is Fernando Alonso. Again, like Ocon, in the Alpine, he's had incredible pace this year. 
But much like Ocon, it's been still a bit disappointing. Still a little bit disappointing. Still seeing a lot of cars go past him, but he actually had a half-decent weekend. So I'm going to keep him up there at number nine. But he's not better than the guy in front of him, Pierre Gasly, at number eight. Now he is bouncing back. Starting to do those Pierre Gasly things that we expected after watching him last year. Watching him do all those amazing things last year and the year before, taking that car that doesn't deserve have any business being up the pointy end of the grid, and he's sticking it right up there. And he is having a good time doing it because he got himself, what was it, a P5 on the weekend? Woo! Pierre Gasly, you naughty, naughty boy. What did we just do? What did we just do? Coming in at number seven is Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. I'll bring it back, baby. Woo! Smooth operator. Smooth There's not a hair on his body, and he's generous to keep him up there at seven. Generous. He finished P2 in Monaco, started P2, so I'm not going to hate him for that. Challenged the team there, was able to get the strategy he wanted, and it paid dividends. However, he made the error here. Right, there was a gearbox error there, but he was so far off that pace. He was so far off the pace that he's lucky. That him and Leclerc both got a DNF because now they're questioning what's going on with the car rather than what's happening with Carlos Sainz because he was... I mean, he got a DNF and it wasn't his fault. It was the gearbox issue. But you look at those sector times, you look at how far behind he was from Max Verstappen and, and Sergio Perez. I mean, that Ferrari track pace just wasn't there. Qualifying pace, they're great for a couple of laps, but you try and build a car that goes 10 laps... Oh, they're going to start crashing. Four laps in, that Ferrari gave up. Four laps for Carlos Sainz. I've got, I think he'll bounce back. I think they're going to be great in Canada. At least I hope so for this season's sake. Coming in at number six, though, is Lando Norris. Now he was quicker than Big Dick Danny Rick. Give your girl a bone. But still finished behind him. Which is unfair, I'm not going to say that, because he actually was a lot quicker. He was up there trying to challenge Alonso. He was up there pulling the team forward, willing him on, probably helping Daddy Rick get some pace there. But, again, McLaren, like, you know, we're seeing you now get a couple of points this weekend. Still not really good enough. I want to see it more often. I want you guys, you guys know it as well. You need to get that car under you. But coming in at number five is Sir Lewis Hamilton. Finished P4, great result. Bouncing up and down. I'm sure he is still in a lot of pain, getting a lot of physio work done this week. I'm sure Angela is earning her paychecks because that looked painful. Watching him get out of that car and move around, whew, I feel for the man. I hope he's okay. I, I genuinely do. But if the FIA step in and do something about it and not the, not the team fix it, then we've got a problem. But well done, Lewis. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come in terms of your dominance getting back up the pointy end of the grid. It did take a couple of Ferraris DNFing for that to happen, though. Coming in at number four, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Saturday night and Sunday morning when it comes to your grand's house because it is your grandmother's wet dream. George Russell at number four. Another top five finish. A podium as well. The streak continues. He is looking dangerously good out there. Just so, he was just racing a race of his own. No one around him. Just doing his own thing there on Sunday. Not a care in the world. And he looked good while doing it. I'm starting to get over his uh, radio messages and the standard P1 
PI interview media trained answers. Oh yeah, oh look, the team just did really well, yeah. Oh look, oh great work, Lewis, great work, the team. Hey guys, we're just doing our thing. One race at a time, yeah, hugs and kisses, hugs and kisses. That is George Russell, every radio message and interview. The accent was spot on as well. Coming in at number three is Charles Leclerc. I'm going to have to give him number three, and that's probably a bit harsh. He should probably even be high, because what has he done wrong? He set one of the qualifying laps of the season so far. That thing was on rails in Baku. It looked gorgeous. He was out in front in the race. I think he would have been mowed down by Max and Sergio, but he was out in front. But then the car went kaput. But it's always something, isn't it? So many excuses. So many excuses. But I'm hoping he bounces back. Top three is not bad. Top three here on the driver's power ranking ain't bad. Number two is Sergio Perez doing everything he can and looking good while doing it. And of course, number one, I need to go into detail. You know what's happening with Sergio Perez. Number one is Max Verstappen. Great race from him. As Christian Horner said, a real mature drive. And they're really in the driver's seat. Them, Perez, Max, and Red Bull are so far ahead and looking good. It looks like they've got some reliability issues all sorted, all patched up. Things are going really nice. Can't wait for it to blow up in their face. But with Canada, Austria, Silverstone coming up, their cars are built for those tracks. They're going to look really good out there. And I think they're going to just start running away with it. Even more so than they have. But that was... Oh, baby. Hit it, Klaus. Drivers. Ranking. That's it. Number 10, Vettel, Alonso, Gasly. Seven was signed. Six, Lando, Lewis, George, Leclerc, Perez. And number one, Max. Drivers. Ranking. Oh, baby, I got him in there. I got him in there. Don't you dare say I didn't. But that was your driver's power rankings. Woo! What do you guys think? Did I get the order right? Let me know on the socials. That parking to my family on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But ladies and gentlemen. Episode 157 is done and dusted. Thank you so much for coming along and, and enjoying it here at the Pimp International Racing Circuit. You all look gorgeous with your complimentary pimp embroidered silk robes and your double Midoris on ice. Klaus, as always, thank you for pressing the buttons. Doris, Doris, look, she's all the way down there. She's about 10 miles away. Get up off the ground. Get up. Come back, please. Oh, gosh, she's on the ground again. Oh, that silly old bitch. But anyway... Go to parkingitbyfairway.com if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes. Pick yourself up something nice from the merch store. You'll get 5% off if you use the code PODCASTEXCLUSIVE5. If you want more than that, though, you sign up and you join the Legends Club like the Legends up in the skybox today. We have Austin, Alex, Anthony, Caleb, John, and Taylor. If you want to join those guys, get your name read out on the show. Be a part of history get a discount and help out the show in every way that you can and you sign up with the link in the description head over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash park it in my big episode coming up we're going to be talking all things Canadian Grand Prix so get excited for that might also mention about the South African GP coming onto the calendar next year we're going to have more details about that shortly as well as any porpoising talks with the FIA and Mercedes but ladies and gentlemen as always Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.